Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 Beach. Thanks to the Boardwalk Plaza for being the Bridge Podcast Network sponsor. Some of my favorite conversations have happened over the rims of mugs. I'm Denise Harper, co-host of The Morning Show with Bill and Denise and program director for The Bridge. There's something special about sitting across the table from a friend, whether we've known them forever or for just a minute with a good cup of coffee and an open heart. And hopefully today's conversation will inspire and encourage you. It's so nice to have you in the studio, Dale. Great to chat with you today. Thank you, Denise. It's so good to be here. I'm excited. I was thinking about when I first met you through your beautiful little vivacious girl, <laughs> Zia. Uh, she's she's adorable. Thank you. She thinks so, too, and we do. So. <laughs> Aren't children such a gift? I they mean, are. What a special thing, and yeah. she's adorable. Just a blessing just yeah. to have them. Yeah. True. So the first time I met you was with Zia. We were out at a remote for the station, for the bridge. And then I got to know you a little bit earlier this year through mm-hmm. a ladies' Bible study that we were doing here at the yes, station. Yes, that's right. And uh, with COVID-19, it kind of took on a different flavor because <laughs> <laughs> everything shut down. Yep. And we tried to do some of the Bible study uh, via Zoom. And one particular week that we were chatting, I just was so moved by you sharing about what it was like for you to come to America because Mm -hmm. you were originally born where? The Philippines. Okay. Yes. And is your family still in the Philippines? Yes, all of them are in the Philippines. I'm the only one here. I have some distant cousins in Pennsylvania, but, you know, really distant. How old were you when you came to America? I was already 38. 11 years ago. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you were an adult, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, What was it like kind of integrating with the culture here? And did you come to Delaware when you first came? No, I I went straight to Virginia and visited a friend. I was on vacation, actually, at first. It was in April of 2009 when I came here. So right when spring was starting, yeah. uh, and it was really beautiful. The first six months was like vacation for me. I love just being, you know, being able to go around. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit different when I met my husband, came to Delaware, and started living here. So it was rough, I would tell you, the first four or five years for me, just because of how different everything is from what I used to have back in the Philippines and what I used to do in the Philippines. So yeah. you had us, you had your family, you, you knew people there. Exactly. The okay. Mm-hmm. So what made it so hard? I guess just because I changed my life so drastically in the sense that I got married and like I said, 38 years and for that 38 years I was single. Mm-hmm. So I was enjoying my independence I had a career back home, and then I got when I got here, uh, my husband and I knew each other for a very short time, then okay. got married, 
And then, of course, it's supposed to be the honeymoon period, which is a very good thing. You know, you're blissfully happy in that end. But so many things in my life was so different. I did not have my family, and I did not have my friends who were my, have always been my, sort of my rock as well when I was in the Philippines because I've got very good friends from way back. And then the biggest change was that I did not have the job or a career that was my sort of safety net because I had that to go to every day. I believed I was very good at what I was doing. And another thing was that I was earning very well in the Philippines because of the career I had. So what were you doing there? I was handling, I was managing um, an office for the Philippines for uh, an international company. So okay. I was managing it already. So it was a fulfilling career for me. I loved what I was mm-hmm. doing. It was like what you say, a fast-paced career. Yeah. So I had that. You know, every morning I had the security of getting up, going to a work that I like, where I earn well. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, I had my friends, I had my family. So life seemed to be really rosy. Very full. Very full at the outside, you know. But also looking back now, it was full like that. And I tend to think that it was like that. But... There was a reason why I was brought to America. I knew already I was I was searching something inside mm. me, even though everything in my life was rosy, wow. seemingly. Would you say that was your identity, pretty much what you were doing there? Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking, this is Dale. Yeah. But you're still you were still empty. You came to America on vacation. Right. <laughs> What a vacation. A vacation. It was a and it was actually it's like it was like this. My company actually closed down its office mm-hmm. in uh, the Philippines. So at that time I already booked my vacation for coming here because I love traveling. That's one of the things I I don't have any kind of hobby or anything, but I love to travel even to a different city within where I live. So during that time, I was thinking I was going to come, I was still going to come here to America. So everything was already planned. I was only excited about that thing, knowing that I was actually even secure about going back home and then finding a new job. That's how secured I was, my idea of security was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I got it. When I get back home, I'm going to find a new job and then I'll start over again. But at the same time, God knows my heart. Yeah. What was the turning point for you that you decided, I think I'll stay? Your hus- I found my husband. Yeah. <laughs> How did I know that it was going to be your answer? Yeah, I found Dennis. So, <laughs> and it's literally, I found him. And Aww. I always th- tell him that I was the one who uh, traveled across the world to get him. So, yeah. so, you know what, Denise, it's just like coming to me right now. Everything God ordained for my life. Mm. And even if I say that, God ordained for my life for his purpose because of where I am now Mm -hmm. and what I know about him. But that time, I I was going to stay here because, again, I met my husband who, when I first talked to him, I got that vision that my life will never be the same again. Mm -hmm. I actually did not want to meet him at first because I I had that vision. So, and life was never... 
Never, Never the, the same, same. again. <laughs> <laughs> but we met, and then he brought me to Delaware. And my idea of Delaware when I came here was like, why is it all just cornfields around here? <laughs> I said, where are the buildings? So yeah. that we, was the first shock for me. Okay. So you, looking back, mm-hmm. can see God's fingerprint all over your life. But oh, oh. when in the middle of it, did you feel like God's orchestrating this step and that step no. and step? No, I did not. I mean, I've always got faith in God. I've always prayed, but I never knew him. You know, I I know that he is God, that there is a God, but what is that? Mm. You know, I would pray to him, and I've always thought, like in the last five, seven years of my life back in the Philippines, like he's almost like a genie to me. I've always said that because what I pray for, he would give me. Mm. Like I would receive that blessing. The favor of God. The favor of God was in my life, but I was not living like his child because Mm. I did not know him. You know, I just know that he's God, but I did not know him. Yes, I saw his fingerprints all over. Not only just the fingerprints, he was like saying, you're really mine. I'm turning you around to be, you know, so that I would realize. He already knew who I was. Sure. For me to realize who I am Mm. in him. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. How did you come to know Jesus as your Savior? When I got here, got married, and everything was a turmoil, I did not know how to drive. I had to learn how to do that. And then we got married in October. I got pregnant in December. And I lost the baby in January. I was already, no, I got pregnant, I guess, in October because it was already three months in December. I lost that baby. And then after a few months, I got pregnant again. Lost that again. Oh. And then got pregnant again and lost that baby again. Wow. Yeah, so three miscarriages. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I never thought, I knew before coming here that, you know, I would like to have somebody in my life to get married, but I never thought about children, about being a mom. Really, it was far from my mind. And after the first pregnancy, I was shocked about it, but very joyful. Second, and then after the third one, it was like I knew in my heart I wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. But I guess it would be understood by anyone who had lost a child during pregnancy or even after that, that you want to have a child or that child. But after losing a child so many times, it's like you're almost afraid to ask God to bless you with mm-hmm. another one because it's almost like everything that goes with losing a child, it, I, w- I was tormented by that. Yeah. So you asked how I got to know Jesus was this because at first that was time that I really, really thought about him and mm. just really clung to him. After the third pregnancy and I was so broken, I remember one night, because I always prayed before, but you know, just prayer, asking, that kind of prayer. And I could not pray, like, because I stopped talking to him mm-hmm. because I was so afraid of telling him I want a child, but I'm so afraid yeah. of having a child. So one night I was so broken. That was the first time that I, I heard Blessing by uh, Laura's story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I heard that on the radio, and I was like, I went to another room. And I bowled, like mm-hmm. I just really cried my heart to God, telling him that I was really afraid, but I want the baby, but you know, everything yeah. just 
poured out my heart. So I was able to start praying again. There's brokenness inside of me that nobody, not even my husband, my new uh, married life could really fix. And a friend invited me to attend a Filipino fiesta, which was held by FACF, Filipino and American Christian Fellowship. And at first I didn't want to go, but you know, I went and met some other Filipinos there. I met the ladies in that church, and it was a Saturday. The following day, we attended church there. We've been attending different churches, my husband and I, but it's just that, you know, it's almost like there was something that was missing. I don't know. When we attended the church, I sat down, and then I started hearing the Word of God. For the first time in my life, I attended a service wherein the focus was the Word of God, mm-hmm. and then even the message was there, and I found myself crying. And then my husband enjoyed the music, so on our drive home, I asked him, so what do you think? Do you want to go back next week? And said, yeah, sure. So we attended week after week after week, every single Sunday, Denise, I would sit in that chair and I would cry. So they were concerned for me and they would come and say, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was okay. The only thing I could think of is somebody who has been parched, had been in the desert forever Mm -hmm. and found an oasis. And I was being drenched in that word of God. Really, I was like... Ah, yeah. and it was everything was coming out in tears for me, and everybody's like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" I was <laughs> like, "It was I wasn't really okay inside, but I wasn't crying because I wasn't okay, but because of what I was hearing." Yeah. So every week for months on end, I I was the crying lady at our <laughs> church. Aww. Yeah. So that's how it started. I love how uh, God reveals himself to us in so many ways. And Mm -hmm. and just in hearing this part of your story, that you just cried out to God. You kept it in for so long because Mm -hmm. you didn't want to make God mad at you. But being honest with him is like what breaks the barrier, I think. And uh, we can only hold back for so long. And then when we let it down, it gives him space to just move in. Move it. And uh, what a beautiful way that he opened up companionship for you. It sounds like you found friends and family. Yeah. Yes. That's a support team. Right. Right. One of my friends, and you know her, Jerby, always said that we're related by blood, but capital B. Yes. The blood of Christ. So that's that's how I'm related to that. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love God knows exactly what we need when we need it. Right. Sometimes we get in our own way. <laughs> exactly. And even before, you know, you, we knew that we needed him. Yeah. There was already a plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give for somebody who is feeling on the outside, feeling like they don't fit in? I, and honestly, mm-hmm. I, I'm hearing your story about coming from another country and not mm-hmm. having your friends and family that you'd grown up with yes. here and feeling alone. But I think even someone who's born right here, it doesn't matter where you're born, what is around you and how you feel connected mm-hmm. or not connected to, to people exactly. and to the Lord, most importantly, what advice would you give someone who's feeling like I'm just on the always on the outside looking in? This is what I believe that Jesus already knows even before we reach that point we're in, we feel like we're lost and we don't belong. Jesus already knows that and that there would always be an empty space. 
I believe that for anyone who's going through that, trust God because God has already seen it. And if they're hearing me say, trust God, how do you trust God? Or I believe in God, but I didn't know Him. Mm. Just cling to Him. Just keep on praying because He would sort it out. It may be scary where we are at the time when we are lost, but that is where the start of God's work is. Mm-hmm. You know, well, actually, that's not the start of where God's work. His work has already started in yeah. you before that. It's just that that this time is the time when we are being aware of the emptiness, mm. the loneliness that we could feel without Him. Mm. So the work has started before that, but you are being aware now of what is missing. And just don't lose hope. Every day, keep on praying. Even if you feel like you want to isolate yourself because nobody would understand, just talk to people and be with someone, identify someone that you at least trust or enjoy talking to. Mm -hmm. And pray that prayer, Lord, surround me with the with your people yeah give me somebody who would lead me to you so you know if you're not there yet or at least just lord give me a friend because yeah. even with that word give me a friend god knows the perfect friend who should absolutely be brought to your life so. yeah we hope you're enjoying this episode of over the rims of mugs made possible by iconic sparkle get fun and fashionable accessories such as necklaces earrings and bracelets that can go with any outfit for any occasion for just five dollars owner mandy heinch desires to change the world through her accessories and what it allows her to offer fashion accessory advice boosting confidence and training those who want to start their own business learn more at iconicsparkle.com or on their app What advice would you give somebody who is juggling so many different things in life and feeling overwhelmed? (laughs) More of the same, trusting God. (laughs) It's like, I guess just be kind to you ourselves because there are times, I mean, I know God, I love God, I know God loves me. There are times when it's just so overwhelming. I have to remember to be kind to myself. And now kindness is so many different things, like maybe put on something nice, you know, and just sit down and have coffee or even just have that chat with a friend that you trust and or even your spouse, you know, just be kind to ourselves. And when things are too much and the enemy is attacking me because of being overwhelmed and letting that overwhelm me. Mm-hmm. I have to just really step back. I would remember who God tells me who I am. I would remember scriptures, he'd say, wonderfully and uh beautifully made i'm Mm. saying it wrong but (laughs) that's like remembering those things and then just yeah that's it and then breathe again and then do it again (laughs) on repeat the following day that's (laughs) such good advice because we sometimes get so overwhelmed we can forget to breathe yes exactly yeah just breathe uh talk a little bit about your uh, passion for ministry and how, oh. how does that fit in life for you? I still don't know exactly, but when I received Jesus and I wanted so much to do so many things for Him, 
that I would say yes to everything in our church, from being a secretary to uh, Sunday school and to everything else I would say yes to. And I was so overwhelmed. And I remember one night God said, apart from me, you cannot do anything, so yeah. stick to my word. And so ministry is everything. We think ministry is just in church. My ministry is my family, first mm-hmm. and foremost. So that's where I start. Mm-hmm. I may mess up many things in my life, but that's my first ministry. And that's my first promise to God that I make sure that my marriage and how I you know, raise my daughter, how mm-hmm. we raise our daughter is according to his will for us. But my heart has been into prayer. We have a prayer group in church. We have a an intercessory prayer ministry in church. And it has always been something that's where I am drawn to. Mm-hmm. That's where my yeah. life is with God, my prayer life. Mm-hmm. And also women. We have yeah. ladies fellowship in church. I like to share. I like smaller group gathering or fellowship mm-hmm. wherein I can really just sit and talk just yeah. like what we're doing right yeah. now and yeah. share and talk about Jesus. Yeah. So someday I'd like to be able to go back to the Philippines and start a ladies fellowship where I grew up in. That's beautiful. Yeah. Remember I told you when you called me yeah. that I felt all of a sudden that what I'm going to do with you now, what you're inviting me mm-hmm. to is prepare, has all of a sudden prepared me. Yeah. Sometimes it's the speaking it out. We can have something in our heart yes. that's kind of God planted there. It's right. just this little seedling. Yeah. And the more we think about it, water it, pray over it. Yes. It's just waiting for us to speak it. Exactly. Because there is power in the tongue. Exactly. Speak it, I believe. God joins with that and gives it life, breathes into it. Giving the desires of our heart. But when our desire is already rooted in Him, then what we feel, we think that we feel that we like and want to do, it's actually really the desire of God in our life already. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. One more thing. Brag about God. When you think first and foremost, what's the first thing that comes to your mind about what He is to you and Uh, who He is to you? He said that I'm a new creation in Him. It's no longer I who live but Christ lives in me because he recreated me from my feet when I could not drive out and go anywhere. My womb, which she healed and gave me a daughter, a beautiful Mm -hmm. daughter. My heart, I had congestive heart failure after I gave birth. He fixed that. I had to have operation. And the doctor was, three doctors said that I had to have that. After a few months, the doctor went in and checked my heart, and there was nothing wrong completely. I suffered mm-hmm. from depression and anxiety because of all the things. It attacked me to a point wherein I was asking God, if this does not go, please take me home now. That kind of anxiety. Mm. So looking back now, he recreated me like from my feet down to my heart to my head. So I really am a new creation in God. He lives in me. He reclaimed me when he died in the cross and rose from the dead. But he made me aware. I am not mine. I am not just Dale. I am his. We were never meant to journey alone. Whether you're having a great day or a hard one, we need each other to celebrate and to stand in the gap. Sharing our stories helps remind us that we are not alone. And when we sit with women who sit at the feet of Jesus, the conversations are different. 
we walk away feeling inspired, not inferior, because we know this Christian walk is a race, but not a competition. I'm your host, Denise Harper, encouraging you to catch up with a friend or make a new one and enjoy some good conversation over the rims of mugs.